Good morning and welcome to Daily Confession with Carter and Carrie on Unsafe Space. Today's Thursday, October 24th, and we are happy you can join us. Hey, Carrie. How are you, Carter? I'm all right. Uh, we're going to miss you for Deprogrammed and Kofefi tomorrow, but we have uh, a guest host tomorrow. Gracie will be joining us. So it'll be okay. That's going to be so much fun. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna to be gone for a day and a half, but I'll be back. And Gracie, and then today we, you, you're going to talk with Mikey. Yes, although this will probably be aired after I've spoken with Mikey. So um, I don't... Uh, I, there's so much stuff going on, but you know, I kind of I didn't watch all of the Zuckerberg testimony yesterday. It was like six or seven hours. It was some ridiculously long thing. But just to this is something I do want to talk about is so Mark Zuckerberg was he testified um, before Congress yesterday, and there were two main things they were yelling at him about: political ads and Libra, which is a Facebook's billing it as a cryptocurrency. Um, it's not really a cryptocurrency. It's really like a payment system, kind of. I mean, it, it's it's not really the same as you. It's not like Bitcoin. Uh, it's it's more in in Facebook's control. But uh, I just um, look. I pick on Jack and Zuck and those like. I would argue about lots of things with Zuckerberg. Um, I would argue to, you know, stop trying to appease different sides of the culture war and just stick to some principles and make them the right ones and make it clear and, and do that. Like, I've got bones to pick with Zuckerberg, absolutely. But the way that, first of all, the ignorance with which he was questioned and the way the attitudes just really blew me away. And um, I'll, play, I'll play a few clips, but... Zuckerberg begins by explaining what he wants to do with Libra, like why it's important. And I don't know if Americans really understand this very much, so it's worth just mentioning. Um, you know how we have Apple Pay? Do you ever use Apple Pay? Um, I know what Apple Pay is. I, I don't personally use it. Right. So a lot of people don't personally use it. Uh, maybe in like San Francisco, a bunch of people use it, but even then, no, it's not the majority of people. Um, in other parts of the world, let's just pick on China because it's uh, probably where most of the, the, the largest of these services come from. Uh, there's two major payment um, money apps that are kind of like Apple Pay. Uh, WeChat has, uh, I think it's called WePay or WeChat Pay, I'm not sure. Uh, and WeChat's owned by Tencent, which is an enormous Chinese company. And the other is Alipay, also enormous Chinese company. And they are, when you go to China, if you're in a major city, literally every place takes Alipay and WeChat. People don't use cash. They don't use credit cards. It is the standard. Everyone, that's how everyone pays for everything. And those two companies, in addition to others, are really trying to push this out for the rest of the world. And they, they've, they're trying to go into Europe. They're trying to go into South America. I think they, they are in, in other places, Africa. And part of the issue is people that... Uh, People that are poor, that maybe uh, don't even have enough to open a bank account or kind of, you know, have little, you know, just, just are poor, have little poor businesses and, and trading and stuff. They need cash for some things. They need money and they need a place to store and do microtransactions, but they all have cell phones. Cell phones are, are very big, even in very poor countries. And so 
we pay and uh, sorry, yeah, Ali pay and WeChat pay um, are both great solutions for that. And of course, Zuckerberg, as I don't know what the market cap on Facebook is, some some large number of billions of dollars, rightfully is a little bit concerned that WeChat and and you know Tencent and Alipay are both potentially going to take over the entire world market doing this kind of stuff. And he wants to compete in that front. And so what he does is he starts off describing, hey, Libra is for these people. He lists this is what I'm trying to do. There's a lot of people that are, who are, un, they're called the unbanked. There's a lot of the unbanked that could benefit from this kind of thing. This is what we're trying to do. Again, as a crypto guy, I'm not, I'm not calling Libra cryptocurrency, certainly not good cryptocurrency, but it is, it, it is his intent to solve this problem, all right? But he explains it, and this is how, this is how the, the Congress reacts immediately, immediately after his explanation. And Libra can help. I have a few more things to say, but for the richest man in the world to come here and hide behind the poorest people in the world and say that's who you're really trying to help. You're trying to help those for whom the dollar is not a good currency. Drug dealers, terrorists, tax evaders. What? Bring on Libra. Right. So first of all, this is a myth that uh, I just want to explain with cryptocurrency. Drug dealers, tax evaders, uh, people doing illegal activity. Um, yes, there are ways to launder money through crypto and you can go through Monero and some other things. But generally, if you're in a, a single cryptocurrency like Libra would be, um, it's actually great for people who want to tax you. You can trace literally every transaction back to the history of time and it's, it's on the blockchain immutable. It's immutably on the blockchain to see. Now, yes, you can have anonymous accounts and this is what they're worried about. They're worried about like, oh, someone can do something anonymous to me, anonymously. That's true, you can have anonymous transactions, but eventually you have to buy things in the real world and you can trace things back when someone, you know, you can't pay your mortgage anonymously, right? So, but this is their, this is their attitude towards him. How dare you, richest man in the world, say you're trying to help the poorest people. And so, but this guy, this guy goes on, actually. Someone, someone interrupts him. Who is this guy? I don't, uh, I just. Mr. Sherman. I don't, I don't some congressperson <laughs> I don't care about. Okay. So here, here he is again. Still forgot to answer it, but let's be clear. You're going to be making powerful burglary tools and letting your business partners commit the burglary. You are going, with all the power of Facebook, to try to create a new currency. You're going to call it the Libra, but you're the person behind it. That's why it's called, I call it the Zuck Buck. So again, you're just trying to do illegal things. Screw you, screw you, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so then we move on, Carrie. I just want to paint a picture of what it's like for Zuckerberg to sit here and listen to these people because it's, it's pretty horrible. Okay, so then we, go to, then we go to Maxine Waters. Now, just for those of you who don't know Maxine Waters, all you really need to know about Maxine Waters is she's probably one of the dumbest Congress people ever to be elected. Her IQ is, is likely uh, in the single digits. I'm being hyperbolic, but she never ceases to amaze. Okay, here- You're, you're, here. Running, you're running with Trump's, doesn't- one of his nicknames, doesn't he call her Loaki? Right, but, but honestly, Maxine. he's not the first person to mention that about her. Uh, I remember being, I think I was in college. I mean, it was a long, long time ago. I'm almost sure I was in college when she first got elected. And I remember 
everyone being blown away at how absolutely ridiculously dumb she was. But still got elected. So here we go. You plan on doing no fact checking on political ads. Uh, Chairwoman, our, our policy is that we do not fact check politicians' speech. And the reason for that is that we believe that in a democracy, it is important that people can see for themselves what politicians are saying. Um, you announced recently that the- Okay, we'll, we'll, we won't get to AOC quite yet. So again, Maxine Water. I mean, just look at her face. You saw her face there, Carrie? <laughs> like, I have to yeah. say, she may be, I don't, uh, does she represent you? No, she's down in Southern California. Uh, oh, in Southern California. She used to represent me, probably. I Look, I, I think I've seen Dumber. <laughs> who's, that, who's that woman from Hawaii, the one that's really awful? Um, oh, she's bad. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'm dated. Maybe she's not the dumbest. Yeah, she's, I don't think she's the dumbest. But, she's um, dumb, though. Yeah, but but so what is this? What is this? I'm sorry, I've been out of the loop. No, no, that's fine. So, so what is this things- about? Why are they? Because it seems like they're questioning about Libra, and then also about this whole thing where, oh, he's not going to fact check political ads. Right. So once you get in front of Congress, it's it's the opportunity for every little thief to grandstand uh, against you about whatever their pet project is. But the main two things were uh, Libra and and political ads, and so. The left is upset that Zuckerberg at Facebook has said, we're not going to do standard fact checking on political ads because, um, you know, that's, we're not going to get in that, we're not going to business. We're not going to get in that business. We're just going to leave it alone. Um, and he just explained pretty well, like, look, I think politicians, people should judge for themselves what politicians are saying. Um, that was his response to Maxine Waters. Uh, and then he has AOC. Let's watch. Let's watch the lovely AOC. <laughs> always, always raising the IQ in the room, AOC. Um, you announced recently that the official policy of Facebook now allows politicians to pay to spread disinformation. There's imminent risk of harm. Could I but run also- ads targeting Republicans in primaries saying that they voted for the Green New Deal? Sorry, I, I, can you repeat that? Would I be able to run advertisements on Facebook targeting Republicans in primary saying that they voted for the Green New Deal? I mean, if you're not fact-checking political advertisements, I'm just trying to understand the, the bounds here. What's fair game? Woman, I, uh, I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. I think So probably. you don't know if I'll be able to do that? I think probably. Um, do you see a potential problem here with a complete lack of fact-checking on political advertisements? Well, Congresswoman, I think lying is bad. And I think if you were to run an ad that had a lie, that would be bad. So am I able to be a horrible, unethical person? Right. He says his answer is, I don't know, but probably. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because here's the, here's the thing. Can I pause it? Yep. Because if you did that, AOC, <clears throat> it corrects, it's, it should, it doesn't always, but it should correct itself. Because then you, there should be a flurry if the press were accountable, which it's not usually. If the press were actually doing its job. It wouldn't hold her accountable. Right, but if they were responsible and they were holding people accountable for the truth, if they were a responsible press, hopefully, if it was something that egregious, they would be running you know, entire stories about AOC somehow m- makes up something out of whole cloth and runs it as a political ad, and that would be the news. And so that's why you don't do that. That's dumb. Right, Clear Channel doesn't fact check advertisements that you put on billboards that they own, right? 
Right. Um, so that's his response. But then can I goes, cut in for a second again? Yeah, uh, yeah. So here's what they mean by this. That they, um, for, for anyone listening who's like, well, it's a good thing to fact check, right? It's a good thing. They don't care about fact checking. What they want is some, they want someone who has their ideological perspective, who's going to harass people from a different, from any other opinion or belief system, who's going to go in and the way that Facebook currently has people like Snopes fact-checking the Babylon Bee, for example, which, which is a satirical site. Why are they fact-checking the Babylon Bee? Because the Babylon Bee is effective. It uses humor to make fun of the predominant uh, cultural norms, which happen to be SJW at the moment. So they don't really care. It's, it, this, this is not really about, the, and, I, and I say this as a lifelong Democrat until recently, until this past November, the Democratic Party has, like, they left me. They've become authoritarian. They want people go, they want a single party. They want everything to be skewed in their favor. And they want uh, the, the, the instrument of Facebook, the, this authority of Facebook to go in and to come down against their political opponents. That's it. That's my rant. Yeah, I mean, I would even say... Uh... I mean, there's one more fact-checking thing I wanted to, to play from AOC, but I don't. I, I'll just, I can just read it. Um, but uh, just fact-checking in general, since you brought it up, uh, it's not a good idea. Even conceptually, fact-checking by Facebook is not a good idea. That doesn't help democracy. Um, fact-checking doesn't help. You need a populace who doesn't trust everything that everyone says who yes. finds sources for information. And maybe they don't have time to find all the sources all themselves. So what they do is they, they outsource it. They find people that, they can, that seem to be consistent, that they trust, that when they do spot check, those people are right, and they rely on them to tell them if something is right or wrong. You don't want a monolithic fact checker. You want multiple fact checkers that people can choose from, that people can learn to trust or not trust. You want people to have to compete in the marketplace for their reputation as fact checkers, right? Snopes' reputation as a fact checker has gone down because they've been checking the Babylon Bee and doing all this other crap. People laugh about Snopes now. Snopes, they a bad job. Yeah, Snopes used to be... I very well respected and trusted and i used to turn to them all the time and now they have such an ideological lens that's what happens they've been converged upon by sjw's and so everything is through that slant again just like the aclu has been converged upon so i don't i don't try what what you need is an independent press that is uh faithful to truth and and reporting but so much of the mainstream press the blue cathedral press has also been converged upon so there, there, there are definitely individual journalists who I think are doing a great job. Just- that's why you need the Alex Joneses of the world. That's why you need Infowars. Yeah, maybe some of the stuff they say is wrong, but also some of the stuff they say is right, and they will at least try and hold the mainstream people accountable for stuff that they do. And you know, sometimes you know, I you look at Media Matters, for example, they're a leftist uh, organization that I follow. A lot of the stuff they say is partisan and horrible and crap. But sometimes they correctly point out stuff that the right was not mentioning or trying yes. to hide or avoiding. 
And that's super valuable. So I know when Media Matters is doing stuff, I take it with a grain of salt, but sometimes you can run across stuff and go, wait a minute, that's actually really interesting. The other side was hiding it. And the same is true for more independent publications or organizations that are kind of run counterculture to mainstream media. Sometimes they get things wrong, but sometimes they fact check. And you don't want, you don't want a populace that is told by some huge tech company. These are the facts and these aren't the facts. You don't want that. That's not good. Yeah. It's not, a, don't, it's not like it's an ideal want, that you just can't achieve. It's not an ideal. You don't want your, uh, it's, it's like requesting Big Brother. Hey, could we please have Facebook become Big Brother for us? That's exactly please, what it is. Yeah, please have them be the ultimate authority on everything. And that would be great. No, it's not great at all. <laughs> but I like your point that you need, you need the media matters of the world and you need the uh, uh, Rush Limbaugh's of the world or whoever. Right, but, yeah. Um, so AOC, I won't, I won't play this clip, but AOC continues. And she says, so she's, so she's, so by the way, so she, her big thing is like, can you run uh, false political ads? And Zuckerberg kind of points out, it's weird how simplistic they are because they ask these, these questions, like everything is black and white. And he tries to answer with the nuance of like, well, we do fact check certain things. Like there's a limit, like these, these kind of things that matter. So if they're inciting violence, we don't allow that. Or if they're like voter suppression, we don't allow that, but we're not going to like, we're not going to get in the midst of, you know, political claims. Right. And we're not going to fact check like you guys fact check Trump. Right. That's not, that's not a function of Facebook. And I, I don't think it should be. So then she says, then she get, goes after him about the fact checkers. And she says the daily caller, a publication well-documented with ties to white supremacists is an official fact checker for Facebook. Now, first of all, that is a completely unsupported statement. I don't know what she means by well-documented ties. Maybe, uh, maybe someone who voted for Trump wrote an article on it. I, maybe that's probably what she means. Um, uh, this article here says, this is a Mother Jones article. Again, this is me reading the other side, <laughs> right? Getting this information. Uh, the Mother Jones says, uh, her question refers to the organization's history as employing people like Scott Greer, a deputy editor who had previously written for a white supremacist publication and of running articles from prominent white supremacists like Jason Kessler and Peter Bimelow. So apparently someone worked there who had once been at some other publications that Mother Jones is calling white supremacist. If I wanted to look into this, I'd have to look up who those people are, what those publications are, and determine whether Mother Jones is doing what they normally do, which is uh, exaggerating. But... Nonetheless, that's what she's saying. The Daily Caller, you guys are using the Daily Caller. It's got ties to white supremacists. How dare you, basically. And he has to explain to her, we don't actually appoint the independent fact checkers. They go through an independent organization called the Independent Fact Checking Network that has a rigorous standard for who they allow to serve as a fact checker. So his answer is, I don't know. We, we go through these independent fact checkers. They got a standard. That's who we use. I guess the Daily Caller is in that standard for whatever reason, by the way, which is totally possible even if at one time they employed a KKK member. Because if he's not there anymore, or even if he's got egregious views, but only reports on sports and does it objectively, then, you know, it doesn't make their facts wrong. So Zuckerberg explains this, but she doesn't let it go, right? Um, her, her aunt, this is, this is the kind of grandstanding crap. 
AOC says, so you would say that white supremacist tied publications meet a rigorous standard for fact checking? <laughs> yes, yes, AOC, that's what I said. That's exactly what I said. Um, Don't be sarcastic. That's not what you said at all. That's not what he said at all. I, I'm going to be sarcastic. Right. I know, I know. It's that just- was sarcasm, morons. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> these days, you know, Mikey Harlow is banned from Twitter for sarcasm. I know. I know. There's, I mean, I could play some more clips of AOC. I just don't like giving AOC uh, time. Mm-mm. But she's not worth the time. No. Uh, although, frankly, now there's Maxine Waters. There's some, there's some other craziness in here, too. I'm not. By the way, I am pretty sure that Maxine Waters represented me, and I'm pretty sure I voted for her several times, probably. Well, she met your earlier criteria of being. Yeah. And female. Yes, when I was an SJW. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, let's stack up your marginalizations and then I'm going to vote for... You could literally, for, for SJWs, you could literally just go find like a, a handicapped trans, uh, black trans woman from a mental institution and they would vote for her because she was the right to... Uh, that's yeah. how, if you want to know how the SJWs in your life vote, that's it. That's the secret. They I just know. look at, they look at race and gender and all that and they stack it up and they say who's, the, who's got the most marginalized points and they vote for that person yeah as long as they're a democrat (laughs) right right um i don't know i there's something that bothered me more deeply about this carrie and uh i guess i i guess i guess you see it in maxine water's face you also see it if you go watch the aoc testimony like if you go watch the way that aoc talks to him and a few of the other people you saw the guy at the beginning i don't remember what, what his name was but um it's uh I don't have another phrase for it except for seething resentment. This is, these are the people, these, these Congress men and women, these are the kind of people that if you traveled back in time with a solar powered iPhone, they would want to burn you at the stake for being a witch, right? These are the kind of people who, uh, they, they view it as their job to control everyone. They think they're smarter than everyone. Um, and they view it as, the attitude here is that Zuckerberg needs permission from them to do anything, right? This hearing is about whether we're gonna give you permission to launch the Libra thing. Now, I don't like Libra. I wouldn't use Libra. Should Zuckerberg be allowed to launch Libra? Yeah. In America, yes, but this is their attitude. This is the attitude that you see from authoritarians, that you, you authoritarians get anyone who wants to build anything and force them to comply and answer questions and get permission to build a business. And it just, we can't have civilized society if this is how it's going to be run. This, this is how civilization dies. It dies with these pathetic, busy bodies like AOC. That's how it dies. It's not, it doesn't die. It's not like Voldemort comes along and kills civilization. It's, it's a million little nibbles from whiny little brats like AOC. That's how it dies. That's how we die. And the government, I, I know I keep saying this, I just, I, don't, I want people to really understand this. The government, the only thing the government is, is the initiation of force. That's all it is. The government 
What makes the government different is they have the right to take money from some people, grift on it, and then give the remainders back to someone else. And they have a right to throw people in jail who don't obey either the stealing of the money or the laws or regulations. That's, that's what the government does. That's all they do. They don't create things. They're, they're a impediment to success. And what made America great in the first place was that impediment was very small compared to other places. And people were allowed to start Facebook and, and start, you know, invent things and build, build technology without, without having to answer to the likes of a bartender from New York. That's not how progress happens. This is not how society, this is not how a civilized society functions. These are, have you ever seen the, have you ever seen the show, um, what's it called? Good Omens? The, the Amazon Good Omens? No, it's, I, know who, I know what it is though, yeah. It's an enjoyable show, but there's a, in one of the parts of the show, there's a, a witch finder. They, they go back into the, uh, you know, I don't know what, I don't remember what century it was, but a few centuries ago and like people burning the witches, right? And there's the town witch finder. Burn her, she's a witch. That's what these people are. These are the town witch finders. You elected the town witch finder and she's going to go burn the witch who wants to invent Libra, right? It's not, it, the idea is that everyone has to be protected and AOC and the likes of Congress are going to protect you from everything. When in fact, that's not how reality works. You're not protected from anything. You, you die alone in the cold, starving in nature. It's, it's the free enterprise. It's, it's voluntary exchange between people that allows you to even have stupid sessions like this broadcast on YouTube. Right. This, I, this is it. And I want to point something out and I don't get how people don't see that. I really don't. Uh, well, okay. Because people are, I more often than not these days, tribalistic, we've re we're reverting to tribalism and they're just, they're putting ideology above principles. I want to point out that I am not a fan of Zuckerberg and neither, I don't think are you. No, but, th but you're defending him today. And I, I guess presumably I'm too, because I agree with most of what you said, because that's what print. That's what principles are about. You 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 put it above ideology, and you put it above like, oh, do I like this person or not? Doesn't matter. I don't like Zuckerberg. I don't like I don't like the way he's censoring people on Facebook. But uh, in regards to this particular issue, yes, I agree with you. This is dumb. Well, and and he doesn't look. My beef with Zuckerberg is cultural and philosophical. It's a moral beef. I don't think he understands. He doesn't understand what's happening in the culture war. He doesn't understand principles. He doesn't think philosophically. However, I don't have a problem with the fact that he built a you know, multi-billion dollar company from scratch. In fact, exactly, exactly. I admire him for that. That's too. insanely difficult. Me too. Yeah. I totally, I agree. You know, someone, someone, one of these people asked him if he would commit. This is, oh, you'll love this one, Carrie. So... They said, you have, I think the number was 15,000. You have like 15,000 reviewers who watch videos of violence and whatever to see if they should be banned <clears throat> from Facebook. And they have, they, I guess they get, I, I don't know in what interval this happens, but they get these nine minute periods of supervised, uh, I forget what it was called, like supervised decompression or something where they can like, uh, you know, deal with all the trauma they perhaps have been watching, right? Because they have to watch a lot of, crap and they have like a therapist or someone there supervising them 
Um, I don't know if it's a therapist. Uh, this person described it as they're allowed to cry in the stairwell with someone watching. I'm, I doubt that's what it is, but um, you know, they, and so this person was upset, I guess, about how this person thought the workers needed to be treated better, the workers that were doing this. <clears throat> now, first of all, that's a, that's a discussion to have between the workers and Facebook. That's none of Congress's business. But this person had the gall to say, well, Mr. Zuckerberg, would you commit to watching one hour of these videos a day for the next, I think it was like a year. Now, only someone who has never run a business would even ask that. I wouldn't ask that of someone who ran a cafe. You don't have an extra hour every day. Being an entrepreneur is extremely difficult. <laughs> Zuckerberg is running one of the largest, most complex companies ever to be built. He doesn't have an hour a day. That's not a use of his time. That's not a good use of Zuckerberg's time. She's asking at, as part of grandstanding. She, know he can't, she knows he can't say yes to that question. It's, it's, if you are a shareholder of Facebook, it's the absolute last thing you want Zuckerberg to spend an hour a day doing. But they're, they're pushing this crap out there just to get the sound bites, just to get the news to cover it, to make this point that he doesn't understand the plight of his workers, blah, 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 right? The guy, I'm sure, she didn't let him answer because she didn't let him finish. But I'm, I'm, I will bet this. I don't know how we prove it, but I guarantee that at the beginning of Facebook, when it was first starting and he had a handful of employees, he did spend time looking at those videos. It was his freaking job at the beginning. Before he realized he needed to hire someone else, he did it. That's how founders work. Founders do it. They do it all at the beginning until they grow to the point where they can hire someone else to do it. Now, maybe he didn't. Maybe the company was big enough before they did that that someone that worked for him hired. But the idea that he doesn't understand what it's like to have stress or to have to look at something traumatic or he just doesn't get what it's like for these employees is ridiculous. He does, he does. Yeah, he's a billion worth billions of dollars. And yeah, every successful business, there's some luck that comes with it or that's, you know, it's due to. But it's mostly, it's like 99% hard work. The guy's worked his ass off. He doesn't need to go watch horrifying videos. He's providing jobs for people who basically, I guess, have no skill set other than they're able to watch people getting stabbed in videos all day. So uh, the, the attitude of this bothered me more than the questions themselves. And that's, that's my beef. You can have a beef with Zuckerberg if you disagree with him philosophically, if you think he's, he's uh, not sticking to principles. But these people have a beef with him because he's successful. You can see yes. how it started. How dare a billionaire, blah, blah, blah. You're, you're hiding behind poor people, saying that you want to provide something for them. That's not what you want to do. More often than not, that's what politicians are doing is hiding behind poor people. Of course. And if you've ever run a business, especially if you founded a business, you know the only way to get rich in a free market is by giving people what they want customer service. And, and what I mean by that, like, it's, it doesn't mean awesome customer service, but it means identifying the needs of people, what they want, what they're willing to pay for and giving it to them, what they're willing to use and giving it to them. Customer focus is critical to building a business. It's critical. So they're like, how dare you say you want to help poor people? He does want to help those poor people because I guarantee he's looked around and he views them as potential customers. And he's like, well, 
they have a need. I think I can fill that need. I think I can fill it better than Alipay and, uh, and WeChat Pay, and I'm gonna go try and compete in the market to fill that need. I can't stand politicians, and this kind of thing just really makes me wanna burn the whole system down, Carrie. Like, all these people are horrible people. How dare you go after a man even if I hate the guy also, a lot of things I don't like about him, but how dare you go after him for building a company that employs so many people and had had so much value. I guarantee every person in there uses Facebook for free because of that kid. Okay. Here's a bit of levity and we have to go because we're going to end this quickly. I got really upset. I know. Here's a bit of levity. I want you to go find that gif of Greta, the climate change girl saying, how dare you? (laughs) And just put it at the end. How dare you? But how dare you go? How dare you? But how dare you go? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? All right, I apologize for going. I'm kidding. I'm I'm kidding. If you don't have time to do that, at least now we've planted the image in everyone's mind and they can have a good laugh. Yeah, yeah. All right. If I can find it, I'll stick it in the video. How dare you? Dare you? <laughs> okay, I have to go. All right, uh, thanks, Carrie. Um, have a good trip, and we will see you back on Monday. Yes, and I love you, Carter, and I love our audience, and I love Mikey and Gracie, and tell them I said hello. We all love you as well, and we'll okay. be talking about you this weekend. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. How dare you?